Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. How can you tell if the home you're looking to buy is in a floodplain? And man, can you imagine finding out that the home you bought maybe six months or a year ago is in a floodplain because the house floods, that'd be awful, be absolutely awful. Changing out a light fixture after you go under contract, can you do that? If you have a beautiful light fixture in your dining room and you want to take it with you, can you just take it off the wall and replace it as long as a new one is there prior to closing? Can you do that? And should you or shouldn't you decorate your home during the Christmas season? We've got these subjects and more in this segment of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, again, right here on AM 920, The Answer. We want to connect with you. It's easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back or challenge any of the things you hear me sharing. You can share ideas, but we want you to visit today. You can also ask for your neighborhood to be featured in our Neighborhood Spotlight segment. That's how we choose most of the neighborhoods that get featured on the show every single Saturday. So if you're interested in hearing an analysis of what's happened in your neighborhood over the last three years, with some information that you probably will only get here. Certainly, most real estate professionals could find the information. I just don't think that they do. You can also sign up for our podcast. Again, that's gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. We've got a listener question from Jessica in Roswell. She says, how can we tell if a home we're looking to buy is in a floodplain? And the reality is, Jessica, you're not going to be the only party involved in a real estate transaction that is trying to determine whether or not any portion of a property is located in a floodplain. Just because a portion of your property is located in a floodplain does not mean that your home is located in a floodplain. The problem is when your home is located in a floodplain, but it's a little bit problematic for any of your property to be in the floodplain because then you've got to prove that the home itself is not in the floodplain. So your lender will order a floodplain cert or what's called a flood cert, which is to certify what floodplain district is it in? Is it outside of the 100-year floodplain? Is it inside the 100-year? Is it inside the 500-year floodplain? So your lender is going to do that. Also, your homeowner's insurance company is going to do the same thing because they want to make sure if they're going to insure your property, although most homeowner's insurance policies don't come with any flood coverage at all, but they want to make sure that you're not in a floodplain because if you are in a floodplain, then they might want to offer you flood insurance, which is basically a, uh, an insurance program through the U.S. government. But Jessica, for you, the easy answer, first of all, if you're working with a real estate agent, in the first multiple listing service, which is one of the two listing services that we use here in Metro Atlanta, if you pull up a listing, it'll give an option or a tab across the top that just said floodplain. It might even say floodplain map. It's been a few days since I've been in there to see it. But all an agent has to do is click on that, and it will show them the floodplain map, and it'll overlay that floodplain map right onto that particular parcel. It'll be very helpful. If you want Jessica to get information on whether or not a home is in a floodplain <clears throat> and you don't want to have to wait on your agent to do that, then just go to this website, MSC, that is Mary Sam Charles, msc.fema, F-E-M-A dot gov, Federal Emergency Management Association, Federal Associates, I don't know, agency, Federal Emergency Management Agency. So it's msc.fema.gov. Dot gov, msc.fema.gov. 
And so, Jessica, you can go to this site and you can just put in the address of the property that you'd like to get the floodplain map on. And this has all of the floodplain maps for all of the parcels, all of the properties in all of the states throughout the United States. So it is a great place to get it. Be careful, though, Jessica, if you're looking to buy a property, and I assume that you're looking to buy a property in an area that might be prone to flooding or certainly has flood plains in the area. And my guess is that is of a concern for you. And just understand that when you have floodplain on the property, it does not mean that you will not be, to be able to insure the property. It doesn't mean that the property is not safe. If push comes to shove and nobody knows whether or not the property is in a floodplain, they know the property is in the floodplain, but they don't know if the home or the improvement is in the floodplain, then you can have a surveyor do what's called an elevation certificate, I believe it's called, elevation certificate. And they show here's the level of the floodplain, here's the lowest level of the home, here's the difference in those two. So technically the structure is X feet above the floodplain. We've had to do that for a couple of homeowners over the years. In fact, it was interesting. One of the homeowners lived in a subdivision that had been developed probably about, they probably finished developing it about the time the recession hit in 2007, 2008. And the builder was able to sell all of the properties along this pond. This is along McGinnis Ferry Road, I believe. I cannot remember the name of the subdivision. But none of the properties, uh, all of the properties showed that they were in a floodplain because they were right next to the lake and the lake had the tendency to flood. And there was no way that the property would have flooded because the houses were 15 feet above the floodplain level or whatever, the, whatever, whatever it was. It was certainly a big enough difference. And so we had to hire a surveyor to do a elevation certificate. The process probably took about... Um, a month, maybe five or six weeks to get it worked through the process and get it registered, if you will, that the property, that the improvements were not in a floodplain area. So got a question from Alan in Johns Creek. He says, we want to change out a light fixture in our dining room for a new one prior to closing. Where do we disclose this to the buyers? And if you've already put your home under contract, and you haven't specifically stated in the disclosures or in the purchase agreement somewhere, Alan, that you intend to remove that light fixture and replace it with something else, then technically you have already agreed to leave that light fixture with the home. Because of the way it is affixed to the home, it is considered by the state of Georgia to be a fixture because it is screwed into the ceiling, basically. Uh, if it was just hanging on a hook, it would not be considered a fixture. If it's a refrigerator and it's just plugged in, it was not considered a fixture. But a light fixture, uh, that's interesting because they're called light fixtures. They're fixtures in the home, and a fixture is supposed to stay with the home. So, Alan, my suggestion for you is not that you leave it there because if you want it, I would ask your agent to have a conversation with the buyer's agent just to see if the buyers will care if you move it because they might not. But... In a lot of cases, as soon as there's one thing a seller wants to remove from the home, it turns out it's the only thing the buyer actually wanted with the home in the first place. I know I'm exaggerating, and I know that cannot be true, but that's the way it seems. So my suggestion for any of you out there who are looking to sell a home in the next three to six months is that if you want to change out anything, like a light fixture, for example, you go ahead and take the one out that you want to keep before you start showing the home and make sure that no buyer sees it with the item that you plan to remove because that is ultimately what will cause the problem. We have lots and lots of 
little issues and little negotiations and discussions that take place regarding personal property. And it is amazing how if those discussions are not handled correctly, that either one or both parties get upset. They, they get sad. Uh, they feel like they are offended. They, they feel like that they're being jerked around or taken advantage of. Even when it comes to do with just a little personal property, I have seen people just almost lose their minds over refrigerators, over uh, curtains that they thought would stay or thought would not stay and, and actually did or didn't stay. I've seen people get upset over patio furniture sets they thought were included in a sale. So if you're out there and you're looking to sell a home or buy a home, you make sure that you are very, very crystal clear with everybody involved about what stays and what does not, because it can certainly cause some problems. Alan, if you have any questions, gogaddisradio.com. Gogaddisradio.com is where you can go. I'll be happy to give you some additional clarification. Renee in Duluth says, I don't want to celebrate Christmas this year because my home is on the market. And I'm afraid that if I decorate it for Christmas that everybody will pay attention to the Christmas decorations and not the home. And Renee says she wants to be able to be free to celebrate the holiday season. And I'll be honest with you, um, I'm not sure what percentage of the people are putting out holiday decorations this year compared to last year, but I couldn't wait to get my holiday decorations up because I wanted at least a little semblance of normalcy after this crazy year we've had in 2020. I'll be very, very glad for 2020 to go away and uh, us to usher in 2021. And so, but I have some advice for you, Renee. Decorating a home for Christmas is not really a problem, even if people who do not celebrate Christmas are coming into your home, provided it is sort of minimal and tasteful. So if you are, now, when I first got married, we decorated everything you could possibly imagine. We had lights everywhere. We did a lot more to de decorate for Christmas than we do today. We'll chalk that up to the fact that we have four kids and we've had lots of other things to worry about for the last 23 years. But we don't decorate as much today as we used to. And so the reality is I think I could probably list my home. It's got some lights out front. It's got a spotlight on the front door. It's got a wreath with a nice big, a nice big red bow on it on the inside. We've got a, a tastefully decorated Christmas tree. It doesn't have all of the old homemade uh, ornaments on it like we used to use. It has matching ornaments. It looks like it came out of a decorator magazine. It's just beautiful. I have four daughters, and they love to decorate. And we have Christmas cards. The Christmas cards our family have mailed out. We have a copy of those every year for the last 23 years or 21 years, however long we've been saving them. And we have those framed, and we have them on the mantel and on the bookshelves. And so that would not be too much from a decorating standpoint. So, Renee, you feel free, girl, to decorate your home for Christmas. Don't hold back. It's your season. You need to be able to celebrate it the way you want to celebrate it. Just make sure you keep things to a minimum. If you're looking to sell your home in the next three to six months, we think we can help you sell your home for $28,000 more than your neighbor sold their home for. If you want more information, go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. You'll get a customized maximum value plan, which shows you just how high you can push the price. But even more importantly, it comes with a rehab and refresh program, which is up to $15,000, and the help to make cosmetic changes to your home to fetch absolute top dollar. Recently, we did a home in Johns Creek. $14,000 was the investment, which, by the way, costs the seller nothing. They can pay it back at closing. Sales price went up about $50,000, 50000 
$1,000. We need to take a break. When we come back, we're spotlighting the River Club in Swanee in our neighborhood spotlight. Also, we're going to discuss what to do when your home has been listed for 152 days and still haven't, hasn't sold, and what's going on with foreclosures and Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac mortgages. Stick with us. We'll be back. We'll cover these subjects and more. <music> 